So did watching your team get beat by 35, at, le- at least you were in like a heated pool and yeah. you, it was food and I, everything. Did that make it a little bit better, Oh, it, it did. I think okay. it kind of made glad. like it easy to... It was rough to watch because it was crazy. There are so many... Bears fans in Vegas. It was unreal the amount of Bears fans there, um, but it did make it a little bit easier, and we had a good time, and that's really all that that mattered that day. Hey, and you came back in one piece. Yeah, I did. You I know, did. I don't. You haven't taken out any third, fourth, or fifth mortgages. Nope, nope. As far as I know, so hey, nope. You went to Vegas responsibly, so uh, I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. I did have my worries. Yeah, I, a lot of people did, <laughs> but nope, I did very well. Um, it was I. I didn't, you know, by any means walk away with. Owning a hotel by no, but we are still in my basement with one microphone. Yeah, recording fancy things around or anything like that. But you're back in one piece. Uh, More than can be said for uh, the Chicago Bears and and a few other teams, Kansas City, uh, this week. So welcome back. We are back and better than ever. Week eight of LR Weekly. I got a lot to get to. Uncle COVID, as Pat McAfee uh, likes to say, has reared its ugly head. I think for both of our teams a little bit. Yep. Um, kind of just a nice little reminder that, hey, uh, this is still a thing that we're dealing with. Um, but jumping right in, a uh, huge storyline came from Thursday night, and that's to Ernest Johnson. Yep. I mean, first of all, Cleveland winning the game with no Nick Chubb, no Baker Mayfield. No Kareem Hunt. Unbelievable statement for yeah. the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Now, granted, it was against the Denver Broncos, but again, in the NFL, any opportunity you can win and move on to the next week, you take it. Right. And I look at this one as okay. And again, I don't want to say that Baker is on the same tier as you know your top quarterbacks, your Brady's, your Rodgers. I mean, I'm not even going to throw Mahomes up in that category after the last couple of weeks. But he is a good quarterback in the NFL. And when you take him and you take Kareem Hunt and you take Nick Chubb off a team, I don't care if you're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you can get a win, it's a good win. Yeah. I mean, Ernest Johnson, 146 yards on 22 carries. And the thing that I loved was he was just a man possessed in that fourth quarter. Yep. So fun to watch. Yeah, and I give it up for Case Keenum. You know, he comes out and, you know, people forget this is the guy that, you know, took the – Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Um, this is not a bad quarterback. He went out and did what he needed to do to win the football game. Don't turn the ball over. 21 of 33, 199 yards and a touchdown. That's And if you run the ball 22 times, 146 yards and a touchdown, you're going to be just fine. And, the again, you beat the Broncos, you move on next week, you try to get more people healthy. Probably the worst performance of the week. I, I would say there's two just horrible performances of the week. And one of them took place at MetLife Stadium in New York. So I guess it's technically Newark, New Jersey. Ah, the Carolina Panthers. I it, it was legitimately like three weeks ago. They're sitting at 3-1. and one. And again, I get that CMC got hurt. You lose McCafferty. That's a lot. I get it. Fine. Getting beat by 20 by the Giants. Yeah, that and here's the thing is, I was starting to fall in love with the Panthers. I thought, 
you know, Sam Darnold was playing good football. He was leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns at one point. Everybody was kind of buying stock in Carolina. After this week, I don't think anybody is. And the thing is, is that this was just a horrific football game. I mean, it was 5-3 to three at halftime. Yeah, and talk about a score gami. I don't know if you keep up Yo, with this. absolutely. And I was like, 3-5. to five. If this game ends 3-5, to five, people are going to say, did we just watch the, like, a baseball game. I, it really was. And, I mean, you look at the line for the Panthers, only 173 total yards. I That's just the job is not getting done. And, again, I understand. You take a top five threat in the league out of your backfield. I get it. But, man, 16-25, to 25, 112 yards and a pick for Sam Darnold. I'm sorry. That's not NFL quality. Like, yeah. It's just it isn't. And that's why he got the early, you know, he got the hook. Put in P.J. Walker to see what he could do. Well, they saw not very much. Yeah, th- I mean, and Man. these are two teams that just, I hate to say you write them off already. They're done. Yeah. I mean, because with the Bucks in the South, the Cowboys in the East, neither one of these teams really will have any sort of say Um as we move on, I, the only thing that they can look at is possibly playing spoiler right. for someone else further down the road. Uh, uh, Mac Jones. If you go back, believe it was before week six, um, we both agreed that Mac Jones was going to be a problem. Yes. Mac Jones is a problem. Yep. No doubt. And I mean, yes, again, this is a situation where you're looking at a game against the Jets, but... Um, Mac Jones, 307, two touchdowns. And they even got in the second and third string. Well, no, sorry, the second string quarterback and then a wide receiver threw a touchdown for 25 yards. And I think that, okay, so the thing that I look at with young quarterbacks is can you beat bad teams? Yep. And this is a resounding statement because whether or not the Jets are good, they're not. Are they bad? Yes, they are. The New York Jets are still an NFL football team with NFL professional quality <clears throat> players on the field. And Mac Jones now all of a sudden is like, hey, I can play at this level now. Right. And so I I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you look at something from New England here the rest of the way. But I think, again, this year for New England, it's about building for the future. Yeah. It's not about right now. Yeah, and I would agree with that, but I also think that New England has an opportunity to make the playoffs. I don't think that, that you can write them off just yet. They're not I don't think they're going to win the division. I think it's Buffalo's division to win. Um but I think New England has a really good opportunity to make the playoffs. I mean, if you look right now, you have three teams, four teams at 5 and 2 in the AFC. You got the Ravens, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Bengals. Who are sitting there at five and two? Okay, fine. You have the Bills at four and two, Chargers at four and two, Browns at four and three, Steelers at three and three, and that currently right there rounds out what people say is the playoff picture. Hello, the New England Patriots are one game out of that. Right. And the thing that you have to look at is that you you got Bill Belichick going into November in a year where no one thought he would have a shot. Right. Now all of a sudden he has a shot. Exactly. And I just the rest of the NFL has to be going, when are we ever going to catch a break? Right. And, I mean, that's what the evil empire does. 
Who probably I we, we got to spend some time talking about Kansas City. I we said last week that it was too early to panic. It's one bad game here or there. I think we can panic now. Yeah, I think Kansas City fans are panicking, and obviously the hit on Mahomes also added to that panic. But it seems like he's going to be okay. Um, but man. Andy Reid is 1-8 and eight against Tennessee. Which it's the worst record he has versus any franchise. And, and we talked about this. This was actually a game that you know I thought that the Titans would win going in because of the possession factor. The fact that the Tennessee Titans are a team that like to possess the football. And you look at the time of possession, 36-21 to 23-39. What did the Titans do? The Titans possessed the football. Yep. Now, Mahomes didn't play well. I No one is going to say that Mahomes did play well. However, Tennessee beats teams like the Chiefs because they possess the football. Yeah, no doubt. And you look at some of Mahomes' passes, He's not. he doesn't got a lot of time in the pocket. Um, that offensive line is struggling. And I think he just is realizing that he can't make those no-look, falling-down throws. And we talked about this, I think, last week as well. He's just – he doesn't look like the Mahomes that earned that f- half-a-billion-dollar contract. No. And I think Kansas City's like, uh-oh, because well, – Well, how, how could you not – I mean, you look – they haven't played a complete game the whole year. And the thing about this game on Sunday wasn't so much the fact that the Titans beat the Chiefs. Okay, if this were to come out and this is a three, four, five point game, okay, fine. Then you say, hey, it's at home, you have Derrick Henry, fine. Where I'm worried about is since week one when they beat the Browns, I would say that's a good win. The only wins that the Chiefs have so far are the Eagles and the football team. You've lost to the Ravens, you've lost to the Chargers, you've lost to the Bills, and you've lost to the Titans. All playoff teams in the AFC. And so you look at this from the standpoint of you haven't beat a single good team since week one, and they barely beat the Browns then. Right. And you look even look at the, the Eagles game. They give up 30 points to the Eagles. And that's one point where on the broadcast they were talking like, uh, the Chiefs defense can't stop a shadow. You look, the smallest amount of points they've given up this year was 13 to the football team. Right. Like, hate to break it to you, but the Packers defense just did that. And so you look, week one, they gave up 30. Week two, 35. Week three, 30. Week four, 30. Week five, 40. Week 6, he gets the football team 13. Week 7, 30. Mahomes is a problem because he's not playing to the level that he needs to. But that defense, that that's that's not just a problem. That's a crisis. Yeah. Because they can't get off the field. Right. And then you, if you're Kansas City's offense, you're, if your team doesn't possess the ball first, 
you're probably going to be down seven points. And you're constantly playing from behind, and you're pressing. Right, and then it's like, we have to get a stop here. We have to get a stop here. And they have not been able to stop anyone. This, I, I'm going to put it on record and say it right now. I don't think the Chiefs make the playoffs this year. I, I, I mean, if something drastic doesn't change. And here's the thing. We're pretty much to the halfway point now. Yep. We're pretty much there. And they're three and four, and that's a bad three and four. Yep. Where you counteract that with the teams who they've lost to. I mean, the Titans. Now all of a sudden, and I know it sounds weird to say this, but do we got to start looking at the Titans as legitimately one of the best teams in the AFC? I know it's hard to say that. Yeah, and everybody, um, I was listening to, um, I don't remember if it was First Take or, but it was something where they said, well, the Titans are not going to be a uh, Super Bowl contender because of Ryan Tannehill. I see nothing wrong with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. He makes good decisions. He gets the ball downfield. And again, all he's got to do is turn around and hand the ball off. My thing is if Kyle Orton could be a Super Bowl quarterback, if Joe Flacco could be a Super Bowl quarterback, Ryan Tannehill can be a Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. And that, like that's where I'm sitting here. I'm like, I, how can you look at the Tennessee Titans and say that they are not a legitimate contender in the AFC, their their two losses, they had the one stinker against the Jets. Okay, I get that. Their only other loss was to the best team in football right now. Right. So you look: Seahawks, Colts, Jaguars, Bills, Kansas City. They just ran off Buffalo, Kansas City. Win, win. And you're about to sit here and say that that's not a legit Super Bowl contender. Now you got to take care of business against the Colts. Then you got the Rams. If you look and they run a stretch of 4-0 undefeated and three of those are the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Rams, you got to then that they are a Super Bowl contender at that point. Granted, we're jumping ahead two weeks with that, but the Titans are turning heads. I mean, Mike Vrabel, since he's gotten that job, has really turned the Titans in from a team who 8-8 sneak in as a wild card and it's a great season and he has turned them into a we're here to knock your teeth in type football team. Yep. Derrick Henry with a touchdown pass. So I saw a, a, a meme and it said that to win the MVP in the NFL, you have to be a quarterback. And Derrick Henry says, okay, watch this. <laughs> and he, nah, he's just fun, man. Yep. Like, he's just fun. I, the Chiefs are not fun right now. Uh, and I mean, you hate to say it, but it's not like the road gets any easier for him. Uh, again, I, the the game that we uh, shipped to London uh, last week, Falcons and Dolphins, uh, just a stinker of a game. The thing that I hate is like, okay, I want to give equal time to all of these games, but like, what? I what what, what do you want to say? I mean, Pitts had a good game. Kyle Pitts had a good game. What 160 something receiving yards? Yep. Fine, great. Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan, 336 yards, two touchdowns. I great, fine. Tua 291, four touchdowns, two picks. Like it was an exciting but bad football game. Um, all the rumors are turning to Deshaun going to Miami, and I don't know why. 
if that even helps you at this point. I mean, you're already 1-6. Your season's basically over at this point. And I guess my thing is, do they need that quarterback? I mean, Tua's a young quarterback. Yeah. And he just threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. It, It almost seems counterproductive to bring in that distraction on top of everything else. And let's bring in a guy who has uh, questionable morality at best from the situations that we're hearing. And let's put him in Miami Beach. That sounds like a really great idea. I that If that situation happens, like someone needs to get fired yeah, for well, whoever thought that that would be and a And I think idea. right now, if Atlanta really kind of put itself back into you know contention for a playoff spot in the NFC. Um, but... I still don't think they're good. I think their defense is not very good at all. I think Matt Ryan is starting to heat up again, which it's always fun when Matty Ice is playing well. Um, but I just I don't see it from Atlanta. I don't see them making the playoffs. They. Hey, my thing is, okay, in the NFC, which if they were an AFC team, I would be like, yeah, you know what? We should probably have a conversation at 3-3. Three and three. We should probably have a conversation. Here's my thing. All right, so they got Carolina this week. Should be a win. And then you got New Orleans week nine for them. Be a tough game. When you look at the rest of their schedule, so week 13 they got the Bucks, then the Panthers again, Niners, Lions, Bills, and then Saints to close out in week 18. I... My problem with me saying that, yeah, I really truly think that the Falcons could make the playoffs, is you look at what's going on in the rest of the NFC. Because so you out west, either the Cardinals or the Rams are going to win. I think that's pretty cut and dry there. Then you look at the NFC South. It's the Bucks. That's pretty cut and dry. Right. You look at the NFC East. Well, that's the Cowboys. NFC North. Probably, I think at this point you got to say it's the Packers' division to lose. Yep. So then you look at okay, so who? Th- then you got those wild card spots. So you got to decide between the Rams or the Cardinals because one of those two, the Falcons, are there. But then you also have the Saints who are there, and I I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna ask me, I would probably lean more towards New Orleans than I would Atlanta at this point. Yeah. Just my personal take. But again, it's one of those where, hey, Matty Ryan can start doing that stupid Matt Ryan stuff again where he starts throwing for 500 yards and seven touchdowns a game, which we've seen him do. Right. And then all of a sudden could be a – one thing, you know, we were talking earlier, like, ah, the season's just going by so fast. But these last nine weeks are going to be unbelievably entertaining. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. And – this is like it's crazy to look at this playoff picture and just how the expanded playoffs make all of this so much more entertaining. Like just teams that you thought at the beginning of the season that were shoe-ins for the playoffs now aren't. Now aren't and now you're like, "Whoa." And it's starting to get interesting. Well, because if you look in the NFC, you can be 2 and 4 and you're like a game and a half out of the playoffs. Yep. Which, I, I'll i save opinions for that for later. Um, another game that was fun to watch, unless you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, was that debacle in Baltimore. I Cincinnati just 
unloaded on Baltimore. Yeah, and this is this was the surprise game of the week for me. Um, I really, really liked the Bengals in this game. I picked the Bengals in this game, and but did I think it was going to be forty-one to seventeen? No, I was thinking it was going to be a close game. But right now, I think the Bengals have to be in the conversation not only to make a playoff, to make the playoffs, but to make a run. In the playoffs. Well, because you look in the AFC, who else are you going to take right now? Because they just beat whoever one thought was the clear-cut best team in the AFC. I mean, going into last week, everyone said, like, yep, probably the Ravens right now. Right. Let's be real. Okay. Well, they just outscored them 28-7 in the second half. And so it's one of these situations where... And the AFC right now, Bills, Titans, Cincinnati, but I, you just got a whole bunch of teams okay. sitting there with two losses. Can I? I'm going to talk right now. I'm going to say the AFC playoff picture. The number one seed if the season ended today is the Cincinnati Bengals. That's wild, isn't it? The number two seed is the Las Vegas Raiders. The number three seed is the Tennessee Titans. Four is Buffalo, five is Baltimore, six is LA, and seven is the Browns. Exactly. So wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me the Steelers, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the teams that you're like, oh, they're playoff teams at the beginning of the year, you're saying aren't even in the playoffs. Now, Patriots are a different story. We probably shouldn't include them, but Steelers, Chiefs, those are two teams that you think automatically you hear them. You're like, they're in the playoffs this year. And they're not. And they're not right now. That is going to make this season so much fun towards the back half of it. And, I mean, you know, we said last week, talking about the last place Kansas City Chiefs, we're still there. And now that gap has gotten even further. They're now two games back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a small gap. No. Nope. And it's, just, it's wild to me that you look – Legitimately, seeds one through seeds six all have the same amount of losses. Yep. In the AFC. Just strap in, boys, because this last nine weeks, it's literally going to be okay. Who slips up in week 16, 17? Who slips up? And that's going to be the deciding factor. You can't rest your starters anymore. Like, that's the thing. Because, all right, cool, you wrapped up your division. You could have a team with four or five losses now playing for home field. Yep. And so you're not just going to be able to sit anymore. But I think this was the statement game of the week. Yeah, I would agree with that. No doubt. Bengals are here, and they mean business. I, Joe Burrow. I, that LSU connection, man. From Bayou yeah. Bengals to Cincinnati Bengals. I love that whole story. Yeah, man. I agree. Another storyline. Detroit Lions. Sell the team. Okay, um, can we just say one of the best tweets of the day that I read when I was in Vegas watching this game on a 143-inch uh, Jumbotron? 143 foot. Yeah, 143 foot. Sorry, not foot. inch. Four, 143 foot. It was massive. But um, I forget if it was Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter that said break... Or no, it was Pat McAfee, I think, that said breaking news the Lions are playing Madden. Yeah. Because they came out... 
They threw that 65-yard screen pass for a touchdown. It turned around. And, onside and kick it onside kick and recover it. And everybody's like, whoa. And then ten- they're faking punts yep. inside their own territory. Yep. And, okay, <laughs> listen, you got to give Dan Campbell some sort of credit. He is really trying to get this football team a win. But guess what? The I Lions mean, are going to lie. Yeah, and that's the thing. Here, here's what I will say, though. Look, if you're week 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and you have the Detroit Lions on your schedule, you don't want that. No. Because now, really, if you're a contender and the Lions are on your schedule, what do they have to lose? They're not making the playoffs. So, yeah, they're going to come out. They're going to onside kick. They're going to fake punt. They're going to run screen passes. That I wouldn't be surprised if here pretty soon they start having quarterbacks playing wide receiver, wide receivers playing quarterbacks, Might running well. backs. Playing the line. I mean, what? Well, like you said, he's at least keeping it interesting. I mean, you jump out to a ten nothing lead, and all of a sudden, people, you know, uh oh. Right. Well, hey, they covered. You give them that. Right. I mean, they, they did cover. I mean, really, all you had to do to cover was how? Because this was one of those stupid lines. Yeah, th- this was minus fifteen. It was one of those stupid big lines. Yeah, you got to hey, but at the but end again, of- all kudos. To the Lions coaching staff. I mean, I they got to win this week. If they don't win this week, I don't know if they win. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, this was a game where the Rams, you know, everyone's like, oh, my goodness, you only beat the, the Lions by nine. This is a game you say, guess what? We literally had to recover from a 10-point deficit. A 10-point deficit in a blink of an eye. You win the football game. You move on. You know there was a little extra on it for Jared Goff in this game. You know, he wanted revenge against the Rams. I don't think Matt Stafford really wanted, quote-unquote, revenge against the Lions. He was like, thank you very much for getting me out of here. Right. Um, But, well, and college basketball starts this week. And this is one of those games where, you you know, you're a top five, six, seven-ranked team. And you have this like unranked team, like when Evansville went in and beat Kentucky. Stephen F. Austin goes in and plays Duke. Like what people don't understand is like these dudes come in, they're still top level athletes, and they got a chip on their shoulder, and they're like, we literally have nothing to lose, so we're just gonna go play out of our minds any given Sunday. Name of a movie. Well, any given Sunday, something crazy could happen. I think this is going to be a very undervalued win for the Rams. But I think it is a very, very solid win for the Rams, all things considering. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Eagles and the Raiders. So, question: Were there when you combine the total of every other group, every other fan of an NFL team versus Raider fans? What did you see more of in Vegas? Eagle fans. There were a ton when the Eagles scored on their first possession of the game. That place was as loud as <laughs> it was all day. But that man, awesome. after that, it was Got quiet. quiet. <laughs> it was very quiet. There were Raiders fans there, don't you know, in Vegas, but there was a lot of Philadelphia Eagle fans there. And you, you kind of figure that why not make the trip out there and make right. it? But it's like to me, I was really blown away. There was that many of them, not at the game, but I guess. You know, you got to think about you have to be vaccinated to go. And so you have that. Well, and also the idea of, I mean, listen, you got an NFL atmosphere. I, it's a vacation. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it was it was electric in there for those 3 o'clock games. Well, sorry, 105 games in Vegas. Um, but uh, this was a very 
winnable game for the Eagles that they kind of let slip away. But and, and I think where they really let it slip was there at the end of the half, where they so the Raiders go down, they score ninety six yard drive. Eagles come back, first play, fumble. So instead of possible seven point game at halftime, quickly turns into a ten point game at halftime. Then first drive of the second half, Raiders go down, touchdown, twenty four seven, seventeen point game, ball game. Yeah, it was a, it was literally in a blink of an eye, boom. Now it's now you're pressing if you're the Eagles. Eagles are not a football team that can win when they're down by a lot of points. So. But again, give the Vegas Raiders credit. I mean, they're they're the number two overall seed in the AFC right now. So, it, holding your feet to the fire right now, I I'm forcing you to choose Chargers Raiders. Chargers, taking? I'm taking Chargers. Right. I've, I I'm going to stick with that. I think the I just I believe more in Justin Herbert than I do Derek Carr, but. Um, the Raiders are definitely making they're winning football games, and that's what you need to do. Best team in football, the Arizona Cardinals. I, I want to. I don't know if you know. There's a TikTok guy that is a Ravens fan. It's called Wee Hoopin. Have you ever seen this no. guy? And he's he's just he's nuts. And he goes, he's like, I called it. And he's a big Ravens fan. And he always says that the Ravens are going to win by a billion. This is what you want to do with the Cardinals. The Cardinals. I want to just say, I called it, which nobody would have called. Like anyone you were, you were like, that that, that was a Peyton S call for you, by the way. Yeah, it was, but he goes to Orioles to win the AL East. You pick the Cardinals to win. But I, again, I mean, Another safety. Like, when was the last time that you had multiple games that saw five on the scoreboard for an extended amount of time? Yeah, crazy. It really is. Uh, Kyler Murray is an absolute human cheat code. Yeah. I l- Let's throw that out there. Human cheat code. And this defense, this J.J. Watt-led defense, folks, if you think it's only about Kyler Murray, you out your head. This Cardinal defense, and we're going to talk about it looking towards next week with our rivalry roundtable. Uh, they're about to run a train over the Green Bay Packers. I, these dudes are the real deal. And I think right now, you got to call them the best team in football. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Watt is out for Thursday night, I, by the I way. mean, I don't care. Um, I, I mean, it. to me, at this point, it doesn't matter. Because I feel like J.J. Watt is a... <laughs> I, at this point, I think J.J. Watt is a mentality, just as much as he is a player. Yeah. Because you saw the, did you see the video of him walking up and down the sidelines? Like maybe we're just good. Maybe right. we're just better than everyone thinks we are. Because people keep making excuses for why the Cardinals keep winning, and I really wish people would stop doing that and stop downing the Arizona Cardinals because the Arizona Cardinals have left you no reason to doubt them. They beat the Titans. Handily beat them by 25. That's like the third seed in the AFC. They beat the Rams by 17. They beat the Browns by 23. Are you impressed with this math right now? Like, you should be impressed. I am. I'm very impressed. No doubt. Like, I taught words and now I stock candy bars. Yeah, exactly. And I'm being able to do this math this quickly. So, like, it's not like they've just been beaten up on, you know, the Jets, the 
you, whoever else, the line. No, I, they're beating good teams. And then the teams who they're playing who aren't good, they're just wiping the floor with them. So I, I wish people would give this team the credit that they're due. They're the best team in the NFL. Yep. Right now. Bar none. There's not a better team on both sides of the football than the Arizona Cardinals. And that's really, really bad news for my team. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's bad news for my team. Um, Colts Niners Sunday night. Can we – okay, listen. I get football. You know, they're like, ah, we play in rain. We play in snow. Do you have to play in a hurricane? Like, can we draw the line at hurricane? Right. That, that rain was – you know, and uh, Family Guy, the, it's raining sideways. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Yeah, it, Fifty mile an hour wind gusts, like three inches of rain. Why are we playing football? In it's a hurricane. Yeah. Why are we playing? Anyways, uh, the Colts won again. Nice call for you. Thank you on that one. Um, and I I want to say this because last week we were talking about okay, what do the Colts have to do? For people to take them seriously. Well, step one was beating the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. And what did the Indianapolis Colts do, Christian? Beat the 49ers. They beat the 49ers. I I don't know. And I know Crystal's gonna get mad at me for saying this. Crystal, I'm sorry. Okay. I so I just I don't buy the Colts. Well, and here huge, absolutely massive game this week for them at home against Tennessee. I think you lose this game. You're officially playing for an a wild card. May if that. Because at that at that point it would be a three game lead for the Titans. Right. And then But, but if you win, then you got the Jets. And then you got the Jaguars. And then you're gonna lose the next two weeks. But then you got the Texans. So then all of a sudden you could be looking at a four and two stretch. Yeah, and then you look at the back half of their schedule after their bye in week fourteen. Pats, Cardinals, Raiders. That's a rough three-game stretch. But you do finish against Jacksonville. But if you're the Colts, you have to win this week. And yeah, I feel like you have to do it pretty convincingly. If you win this week, you could be on a four-game winning streak heading into Buffalo. And then anything can happen. If you're riding that high, again, any given Sunday. Uh, Talk about a team that's riding a high right now. you got to say the New Orleans Saints. Yep. I mean, again, so, and we'll review the picks more in our pick section. Uh, you won 10 and 3. I was up one going into Sunday night, missed both the primetime games Sunday night and Monday. Um, but again, a game that was just played in horrible conditions that had absolutely no offense really at all. I, Jameis, 222 yards, fine, whatever. Geno looked bad. That Seahawks offense looked horrible. Yeah, they struggled. There. Horrible. Now, and I don't know if this defense is a product of, like the defense in this game was more a product of, hey, you're playing against not great offenses, or if it's, you know, these defenses are actually going to show up and play well. Um, but again, I you got the Bucks in the South, and then I, the Seahawks season, I, I think, is over. Yeah. And I think we all kind of knew it when Russ went down. Yeah. Um, it, it's sad because I love Russell Wilson's birds. Um, it's always a lot more fun when um, Russ is healthy, and it just—it's a—it's a bummer situation for Seattle. But again, it's just part of the football game. Yeah, know? it is what it is. You have to play through injuries. Yep. Well, 
I'm just like trying to murder people. Yeah, with, I guess with so. This iPad here. Um. All right. So that that brings us to our rivalry roundtable. Um. As far as the Packers go, you took care of business. Yep. I I think you know you scored in every quarter. Rodgers comes out three tutties, no picks, serviceable job. Uh, the run game now worries me for the Packers, and I get that the the football team's offense or defensive line is very stout. Yeah, it is. There's no but about only it. 57 yards. Rodgers was on his back quite a bit. Um, whatever you win, but I think the bigger storyline for the Packers this week or since we last recorded is COVID. Yeah, and this is they're they're like under mass mandates in Green Bay. It's Getting to the point where you're starting to worry about not just the guys that are on the COVID list right now, which are two your two top wide receivers, but who could test? Who, right. What if Rodgers tests positive? What if Aaron Jones? What if you go down the line and once one person gets it, we saw it with Tennessee last year. It, it just be, runs a drink. Yeah, and and you just kind of worry about it. And you know the same thing's happening with the Bears. You know you had three. You had three defensive players have it. Now Nagy's got it. You just never know. Like you're just praying that you get those tweets from Ian Rappaport that say no positive tests today in the NFL. Right. Or no, you know. But and here's the thing: everybody's gonna be like, Christian, how can you say this as a Bears fan? But I don't want to watch the Packers Cardinals. This is supposed to be one of the best games of the season so far. I don't want to watch this game without because now if the Packers lose this game, they have a reason why they lost the game. We didn't have Devontae. We didn't, I wanted to see the two top teams, well, two of the top three teams in the yeah. NFC going at it on Thursday night. One of them right now is not going to be have everybody ready to go, and it's just a bummer for NFL fans to. That this had to happen. Yeah, and, and I, here's the thing: as a Packer fan, the only way we can say like, "Oh, well, you know, we didn't have everybody at full strength," is if this game is close. If this is a two touchdown or more game, shut up. I love Tay. I love Lizard. Like they don't make that big a difference. Okay. Now, if it's a three point game. Okay, then you can say, yeah, I would say Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard probably account for at least three points. I would say that that's very safe to say. Yes. What worries me moving forward, especially with this week, is... All right, Eric, this is setting up one of two ways. Either our offense is going to be kind of, you know, anemic, not really have too much to offer, or Aaron Rodgers is just going to do one of those Aaron Rodgers days. Because... He still has Jones and Dylan come out of the backfield. He still has uh, Big Dog Mercedes Lewis. Still has Acrimonious St. Brown. Still has Robert Tunyon. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, we got to throw the Detroit Lions wide receivers at people. We're, we right. still have people who, if you look, Tunyon had 63. Mercedes Lewis had 31. Cobb had 22. Jones had 20. So you're still looking like, okay, yes, you are missing 136 yards of your offense from last week. You still have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And this is the type of week where he can go out and he could do something crazy. Defense is what worries me. Yeah. Because 
the Packers, and we went even the Bears game with when they started taking shots downfield was when the Packers defense got in trouble. Well, you know what the Cardinals offense lives on? Deep bombs. Shooting the ball downfield. Yeah. I, and that's what they live on. And so, yeah, I, COVID's going to be the storyline, mainly because people love to make COVID the storyline because you get lots of clicks when you have COVID running through Green Bay locker room. Yeah, okay, anyone who has been involved in athletics for the last 18 months knows that once COVID gets in your locker room, you're done. It doesn't matter what mitigation you put in. It doesn't matter who's vaccinated. It doesn't matter who's not vaccinated. If COVID gets in your locker room, you're done. Okay, well, the Packers are in trouble right now. So it'll be interesting. Um, I still think it's going to be a good game. I really, truly do. I think I would when, agree. when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you're in every single game. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think it hurts that it's in Arizona. I yep. think if this game is in Lambeau Field, it's a completely different storyline. Um, but because this game is in Arizona, it's it's going to be tough for Green Bay to go in there and get a win, especially with their depleted secondary. And... Right now, again, Arizona's best team in football. And it's just you, you, until anything changes. If Green Bay is able to beat Arizona on the road without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard... You not, have to put them as one of the best teams in football. Yeah, there's no doubt. But, again, you look at these next four games for Green Bay, they're huge. Now, the Kansas City game It now, doesn't look as daunting. It now. doesn't look as daunting. Week 10 is the first week Russell Wilson's eligible to come back from his injury. So you could get Russell Wilson's birds instead of Geno Smith's birds. But that's in Lambeau. That is in Lambeau. And then you go to Minnesota before the bye week. In, or, sorry, then you go to, or you're at home against the Rams. Then you got your bye week, week 13. These next, what, five games could completely switch Green Bay's feelings on the season. Which I think you go through these first four. You go two and two. You're sitting at eight and three. You are fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. You are absolutely fine. Yeah. Because I think again, going to Arizona, even with Devontae, even with Lazard, is a huge ask. Yes. That is a huge ask. Kansas City, you have to win that game. Yeah. Even if you got Russell Wilson coming back from the Seahawks, mind you, okay, the Seahawks with Russ didn't look great no. this year. You got to win that one. Yep. The Rams, okay, I think you have to look at where are we health-wise yep. for that one. If you make it through that stretch, 8-3, and three, you're going to walk to the division and everything else come playoff time. You say, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's see what happens. Yep. Fun stat for you. Yep. This is a tale. Like, I, I, I like stats. I like looking at things like this. Um, so I just pulled up league rankings. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers do not rank inside of the top 13 in a single category for offense or defense in the NFL. They are 19th in total offense, 13th in total defense, 16th in rushing, and 19th in passing. That's so strange. Or 16th in passing, 19th in rushing, and they're 6-1. What? Yeah. Whereas you counteract that with the Cardinals, who their worst is 10th. Their fourth offense, 10th defense. Sixth in passing, fifth in uh, rushing. I that that just that blows my mind. Yeah, that's stats. The stats are gonna stat. You just but again, throw stats out the window. Strap up on Thursday. This instance because when you have twelve, no, 
You don't know what's going to happen. Ah, uh, okay. Do you need a moment to vent? Like, I have do. You, have Can you I? had time to vent? Like, have no, you I had really, a moment to vent? No, because I had to try to hold this in while I was on vacation with my <laughs> wife. Which I You can't be mad on vacation. No, you can't, but I was. I was very, <laughs> very mad. Um, because because, let's talk about stats. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. No, here here's the issue. Game starts... Here, before the game even starts, let's just say this. When Tom Brady's on the other sideline, it's going to be a tough game either way, period. It's just... Yep. There's no <laughs> if, ands, or buts about it. When when that, when that the 12... I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. No, that's fine. When the 12... You know my feelings on that. ...is on the sideline, it's just... It's going to be a tough game. And that's the thing. Tampa Bay's defense is a very good defense. Yeah. So, I said last week, the Bears were going to have to play perfect. Uh, They played the complete opposite of perfect. They get the ball, five plays, nine yards, punt. Give the ball right to... um, Tom Tom Brady... Touchdown. Four four plays. La di da. Can we also talk about the special teams? Yeah. I mean yeah. there, there was nothing there. Yeah. Um so then you get the ball back down seven nothing. You get a huge run from Herbert. Yep. Get down the field, take a sack, punt. It's just And then to close out, I mean, in the first quarter, punt, 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 interception, fumble, yeah. So punt, did, fumble, field goal, turnover on downs, and a half. Yeah, it's thirty-five-three at halftime. I know. So you're hey to only win the game or to only give up three points in the second half. I'm happy with, but it's not. And then in this, and then in the second half, you go interception, interception, punt. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you heard this, but the inter- the first interception of the game, Nagy goes in Justin Fields' headset because bef- the communication in the headset cuts off at 20 seconds, right? Yeah. So that's why the Rams always, with Jared Goff, would run hurry-up offenses so that McVay could talk Goff through the play before it cut off communication to his headset. Nagy tells Fields that Tampa Bay's got 12 men on the field. And you could see him, like, do one of those where he, like, the, it was almost like a play clock's running down, like, put his foot down, clap, 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 clap. And I'm like, there's 25 seconds left in the play clock. Why are we doing this? Snaps the ball, throws a deep pass to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson slips interception. You could see nobody really, like, tries to make a tackle. Because everybody thought there was twelve men on the field. There wasn't even it wasn't even close. Somebody told Nagy there were twelve men on the field, miscounted, and cost him an interception. That's how bad our coaching staff is. We can't even count to like Sesame Street, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Nope, we can't count. Cost us a pick. So that's two weeks in a row that Justin Fields thought he thought he had a free play and he didn't. So 
I don't care what anyone says. Yes, it, the players are responsible for playing. But this coaching staff is a joke. It is a dumpster fire in Chicago. Filled with COVID. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm not going to say it. I said a lot of mean things when I... I can't even... I cannot even... You and I have watched enough games together. Enough big moments together. I have heard enough Christian from your wife. Yeah. I have heard enough. You are disgusting. Yeah, I, I, you know, but here's here's the thing. <laughs> I I can't blame you at all. There's so much talent on this football team. It's like where our offensive line is struggling again. We went from being able to protect the quarterback to not being able to protect the quarterback at all. Again, yes, we're playing against Tampa Bay, but you can't tell me that Tampa Bay is 35 points better than the Chicago Bears on both sides of the ball. At least on the defensive side of the ball, the Bears... But here's the problem. When you put them in short field situations six times, five times, whatever it was, they're going to score points. They're not the Bears. They're not going to take a 25-yard loss or a 15-yard sack, get you out of field goal range and have to punt. That doesn't happen with Tom Brady. It doesn't happen with Bruce Arians. Doesn't happen with Todd Bowles. That's a good coaching staff. Olin Krutz said it the best. It was not Tom Brady versus Justin Fields. It was not Mike Evans versus Allen Robinson. It was not Leonard Fournette versus Khalil Herbert. It was Matt Nagy, Desai, and Laser versus Arians, Bowles. End of story. The Bears coaching staff, there has got... If the Bears lose this week, I'm telling you right now, if there's not a change in the coaching staff, the Bears aren't making the playoffs. The Bears season's over. Wrap it up. Call it a season. Play Andy Dalton. Sit Justin Fields so he doesn't have to learn from this idiot anymore. Matt Nagy being in a McDonald's commercial is the greatest thing of all time because that's where that man should work. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if that he, oh, he coached Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what he did. Flip burgers. Make Big Mac sauce. Fry the French fries. Do anything but coach my football team. Mr. Visor, get out. Nobody wants you here anymore. We don't like you. We don't, the, the trick plays are gone. The rom- the romance in Chicago is over. We want to break up. We want to break up now, and we don't want to do it civilly. We want your butt on the first flight into Jacksonville. Coach with Urban Meyer. Coach, you know what? I wish Matt Nagy was the girl from with Urban Meyer. I wish he just got that finger, you know, where the sun don't shine. That's it. That's my rant. I'm done. If the Bears don't win this week, you're going to get a worse rant next week. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> How do you? How do I live with myself? No, I don't like, know, did, did, did that feel good? Like, it did. Do you feel better? Now? I do. I feel a lot better. And it, see, I feel like that, that that that's the benefit of this podcast. Yeah, is that the rivalry roundtable is definitely it's it used to be like exciting, like when the Bears was be, were beating the Raiders, and even like three cab drivers that we had when I was wearing Bear stuff. They're like, man, the Bears they owned us like 
two, two weeks ago. I'm afraid of the Bears, and then and, this happens. And then, and then I mean, <laughs> it's like well, Daddy reminds you who owns you, and then yeah, and, and then the goats just like <laughs> I'll take round two. I I really do like I I almost feel bad for you guys. I don't feel bad for I, us. No, I, just, I see here. Here's the thing: it. why no. As a fan base, you don't. As a fan base, you don't. As a fan base, you deserve at least a functional team. I'm not saying you deserve, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender every year. No one deserves that. Okay? If you get it, you're spoiled. But you at least deserve a franchise that you don't have to be embarrassed of day in and day out. Even today, so Nagy has COVID. He's in a press conference. Someone asks asks him. So they're like, "All right, so uh, where are you know are you locked up at home? You know exactly like what what's your situation?" He goes, "Ah, well, I, I'm sure you can understand. I can't tell you that. Ha ha. What what does that even mean? Like, well, because they know that the whole Chicago fan base, if they find out where Nagy is, we're getting we're going to Aldi. We're buying every." Grab your torch and pitchforks. Yeah, it, it's gonna be the uh, um, the the Beauty and the Beast when they're starting yeah. storm in the castle. Yeah. Um. I just can I say one more quick thing, really quick. Hey, I say think whatever you want. This is, this all starts from ownership. Hey, j- just this is a family podcast for. Or, I oh yeah, hundred percent. But this all stems from ownership. Sell the team. The McCaskies. And there was a tweet the other day from a reliable source that said that the front office is, quote, not happy. Well, what? when would you not have been happy? When they lost to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers says, I own you? Or when you lose by 35 and get embarrassed in Tampa Bay? When is enough enough? When is your first firing midseason in Bears history finally going to be like hey this needs to happen because it does it needs to happen you have to send a message that this team is too good to be ruined by a coaching staff that is incompetent so if you remember back I think it was before the the Raiders week mm-hmm we said that if the Bears go two and two, you're happy. You're happy. There's still a chance of that. I think you are coaching for your season. You are playing for your season. You are playing for your job. Yeah. You are playing for any sort of. I mean, it could be November. Living here, getting all the Chicago news, getting the Chicago radio stations every Monday and now into Tuesday. And now into Wednesday because it's so bad. I listened to a Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN in the mornings. I still feel like there's this little bit of okay, well, if we if we win our next two, then all of a sudden we're five and four, and you're still in the playoff picture because that's very very doable. Yeah, winning your next two is very very doable. If you lo- if the if the Chicago Bears lose at home to the San Francisco 49ers, the season is over. Yeah, I, there's no nice way to put it, and, and I mean they're playing for their season, they're playing for their lives. Yeah, and that's the thing is like if you win this week, you win against Pittsburgh, and you go into the bye five and four, 
you're happy. You're still in it. Yeah, you're still in it. And then you turn around, you're going to play Baltimore. At least you get them at home. That's not as scary of a game as it once was after seeing what they did with Cincinnati. Then you go to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. Winnable. Then you got to play two Um, daunting games back-to-back. What happens if... If and I hate to even bring this up, yeah. If the Bears lose to the Lions on Thanksgiving, like I, I want you to honestly like think about that. Well, I think because if they play the way that they did on Sunday, they're losing to the Lions. They will lose to the Lions. Yeah, I, and that's only four weeks away. Yeah, I just I so, there's got to be a shakeup. Somewhere. I I truly think if the Bears lose this week to San Francisco. You got to be thinking maybe, maybe give them Nagy one more game and then roll into the bye and fire him and give the new coach whoever you know. I would guess it would probably be Bill Lazor would be the interim head coach and give him the opportunity to get the team ready to go into or to play Baltimore after the bye. But I don't. That's I don't tough, even want, I don't want to think about it right now. I want to think about all right. Maybe this was just the kick in the teeth the bear, Bears need to get rolling, but I'm not going to hold my breath. All right, so I think it, you're good venting. Like yeah. You, you vented. Yep. We're good. Yeah, okay. We're good. You feel better, buddy? I do. I do feel a lot okay. better. And see, that that's what I'm here for. New week. Okay. New, new week, week new, new, new me. You know? New you. All right, um... Speaking of needing a fresh start, uh, time for our you had one job, one job. Needing a fresh start, I you had. The, I still don't think I've recovered from your uh, take last week of the St. Louis Lions. I don't think I've. Uh, <laughs> hey, you haven't know. really gotten that far. I uh, haven't really quite recovered from that. Um, so, but mine this week, I picked on a GM last week. I'm, I'm going to pick on an owner this week. Um, Cal McNair, for those of you who don't know, is a Houston Texans owner. Um, and, and that is a franchise that is just, I, if you were to ask me three years ago when they have Deshaun Watson coming out, they have JJ Watt still there. Hopkins. Hopkins. I mean, that, that was a team who everyone looked at as the future was probably brightest. The sun was bright. And the stars at night were clear and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. And now, Kyle McNair has turned that franchise into an absolute laughing stock. Get rid of Deshaun. Start over. And he's not doing any of it. He's simply sitting there. We're one in six, everything. Oh, well, yeah. No. Kyle McNair, you have one one job. job. Start doing it. All right, well, speaking of owners, my one job is the McCaskies. First off, I would love if the McCaskies would just sell the team, but we know (laughs) that's not going to happen. If Virginia's heart wasn't beating... Which I, I don't know how fast that old woman's heart is could could beat at this point, but the blood pressure had to be pretty high on Sunday afternoon. If you're not angry with how your team 
is playing right now and where they're at. And the fact that you have so much in this quarterback that you think is going to change the course of a, of the Bears' quote-unquote quarterback issue for years. You have to find the right guy to, to mold your young quarterback. Matt Nagy is not him, guys. Not that guy, pal. You're not, not that, that guy. guy. It is time to Are move you that on. Guy? I, I might be at this point. <laughs> I think anyone would be better than Matt Nagy at this point. If you get that call, can I get like a sweep for a game? For sure. Like I, I'm we'll probably lose forty-one to three. Then if I, I'm the coach, I've only been to two regular season NFL games in my life. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've never been to Lambeau. That and that blows me away that I've been to Lambeau more than you. But again, McCaskies, you have. One job. Fire Matt Nagy. And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. Uh, Coming back, uh, you won. I know. You didn't win big in Vegas, but hey, you won big in our picks. Yeah, there we go. Uh, And and I mean by winning big, I mean you won. You went ten and three. I went nine and four. Uh, So on the year, I'm seventy three and thirty four. You're sixty six and forty one. We're respectable. I mean, I I think you know at least with our picks, we look a little bit. I mean, I almost have as many picks correct as Justin Fields through last week. Hey, all right. Moving on from that, Uh, guest picker this week. Finally, I have some reinforcements here. Yes, you do. Um, This is this one comes from me. we met through a mutual friend many years ago and became really good friends. Uh, he was in my wedding. I was in his when uh, he got married on a very important NFL day in history. The day Andrew Luck retired, his wedding actually stopped. Everything at the wedding stopped. Andrew Luck retired. The wedding happened in Indianapolis. There were tears. It was crazy. Uh, this guy does not have his football team right in my eyes. In Josh's eyes, he does. Everything else he's got right. We can't wait for college basketball this season. It's going to be awesome. John Samanovich, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, this, it's, this is the first Packer fan yeah, that, that, I, that, that we've had on here. Um, you know, I, <laughs> the, the jokes that we could have. Oh, I, mean, I know. He's, two to one, like the, the whole like – Two thirds, like you know, that's still not as big a percentage as what Aaron Rodgers has won over the Bears. I mean, the amount of things that we could bring up. Um, Trust me, John is not the he's not someone that sugarcoats anything. He's the guy that texts you and just hammers it home. And see, I'm we the go nice back Packer and forth. Fan friend of we do. Yeah, I, I'm the nice Packer fan. Yeah, but see, John and I can suffer through baseball season together. We suffer through college basketball season together. We've been to many Purdue games together. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited for college so, basketball. So when I bring up Diakite from Virginia from the elbow, like that gives both of you guys a little PTSD. Yeah. That, there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just like, all right, I, I, I won't go there. I'm sorry. Uh, so, John, you know, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Uh, we went over the rules with you. Um Straight pick them, then we'll do a lock. And then, and then we got a little spin for all the folks at home, uh, a new segment that we're excited. Uh, John, our first game, our, our game's up here, man. Uh, Packers cards, obviously, Christian, you and I touched on earlier. Uh, 
Big Uncle C is running through Lambeau right now. Little COVID going on, little coffee, little sniffly going on. Uh, even without that, I was taking Arizona. I think there's just too much firepower there. As much as I love Aaron Rodgers and understand that with 12, nothing is impossible. Uh, this is about as close as I think impossible gets this year uh, for the boys in green and gold. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Um, you're going to be surprised. I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, the reason I'm taking Green Bay is because when you got 12 on your sideline, it doesn't really matter who you're throwing yeah, the ball 12 to. Is four, so you can be against um, So I'm listen. I'm taking Green Bay. I think yes, Arizona right now. You could say they're the best team in the NFL, but I think Aaron Rodgers comes out has something to prove with nobody to throw the ball to, but. You know, everyone's like, well, he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. But really, hey, still, we still have Rodgers to Cobb. Yeah, you still have Rodgers to Cobb. You still have MBS. You still Hopefully have Robert there's a Tunyon. fourth and eight. Yeah, I hope not. But I'm I'm picking <laughs> Green Bay. Um, John, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on a pack. I, you know, looking at this game, obviously no DA, no Lazard. But, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers go with less and win games. And just pull out of the hat. So I look for the Packers to kind of shock people here. Um, I expect like Amari Rogers to have a show, show up a little bit. Tanya's going to be involved. Um, Dylan may get some play. So I will gladly take the Packers. Yeah. This is probably one of the best Thursday night games you're going to see. Probably. Even with, even without those two guys, it's still going to be good. And with 12 on your side, you can never discount it. Yeah. Carolina, Atlanta, uh, I think a team going two opposite directions in the NFC South right now. I think Atlanta's kind of getting hot. Carolina hasn't really found themselves since CMC went down. Uh, I'm taking the Dirty Birds. I'm taking them quite easily over the Panthers. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta as well. Uh, I, I like the way Matty Ice is playing right now. Um, you know, right now, Carolina just hasn't really gotten in its rhythm that it did in the first three games of the season. Now they're kind of playing for their lives right now, but in Atlanta, I'm going with the birds. Yeah, I'll take the birds as well. Um, just Matt Ryan's playing phenomenal football lately. Um, former bear Cordell Patterson, just like Warren deck one down there, Christian. How about that? Right. Um, so they're, they're playing really well. So yeah, the Panthers are definitely sliding. No CMC definitely hurt. So uh, take the Falcons as well. Uh, the Dolphins are really bad at football. That's why I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> yeah, this is a quick one. Uh, give me Buffalo as well. Miami, again, they're just they're just struggling on both sides of the ball. And give me Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. There we go. It took us over an hour to get to it, but at least we got one this week. He took my line exactly and said, yeah, Bills by – yeah, they're gonna win. <laughs> hey, do ooh, that could have been a that, no. that could have been could have been, but I think you're gonna save it. Uh, yeah, I am. Hey, your game, little noon kickoff on Halloween, uh, by the uh, uh, on the lakefront here, one of the last Halloween games on the lakefront before we moved to Arlington Heights. Uh, there is going to be an absolute massacre at Soldier Field this weekend. Justin Fields might not make it out of live. Give me the Niners by a billion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the last time the Chicago Bears played on Halloween was 2004 against the 49ers. 
crazy that the two times they play on Halloween, they play the 49ers. Um, I'm taking the Bears. I think this is a great opportunity to bounce back at home. Maybe Nagy won't be at the game, so that will help. Um, I'll make you a deal. Yeah. The Bears win intro music next week is Bear Down Chicago Bears. That sounds like a great deal to me. I am picking the Bears. Bounce back. These are Justin Fields' Bears. They got to get rolling at some point. Bear down, baby. Give me the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, this is actually a tough one. So the somehow the Bears have beaten the one and two seeds currently in the AFC, the, the Raiders and the Bengals. I don't know how, but they have. Um, I think, boy, I actually, I will, I'll take the Bears here on at home. I will take the Bears to uh, beat the 49ers because I don't buy the 49ers on a four-game losing streak. I think uh, the Bears get it done. Hey, really quick before we move on, uh, one of the original, like, crazy – you know how we, I always make, like, a crazy prediction? John Simonovich has heard more oh crazy Bear predictions at – uh, Murphy's before opening day than any person's hurt. I think, I think at one point I predicted Jay Cutler MVP of the yep. season. And I might the- still have that video. I yeah, might still have that video of, yeah, you admit you say like, Oh yeah. Color's going to be like MVP bears are going like 15 and one. <laughs> this totally. And I'm just, I'm sitting behind the camera cause I'm operating it. Cause I do it every year and just like shaking my hand. Like this is the stupidest thing. I've ever <laughs> Hey, as Cub fans though, you guys have nothing, to live on but hope so hey i mean you know we've had some good we've had some good times and some bad times as well (laughs) yeah i mean best dynasty that never was uh pittsburgh and the browns uh i think cleveland all right they pulled one out against denver being as shorthanded as they were i'm not sure if they can pull that off against pittsburgh this week uh i think that this is a very interesting game because i think it's two teams who are both very very hungry for wins uh, in a shout out to my principal and his family, give me the fighting terrible towels. Taking Pittsburgh with the upset. I'm Plus, go- nobody likes Cleveland. Like the mistake by the. Well, oh, I do. I'm taking Cleveland. I like Cleveland this week. Yeah, they There's, blew a three-one lead, though. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing that, Cleveland. We appreciate <laughs> it. that you're getting sued for your new name called the Guardians now. Or whatever. From a roller derby team. Yeah. How I about mean, that? Imagine that. But that's baseball. But. Um, yeah, I'm taking Cleveland this week. I don't care who's at quarterback. I think both are serviceable quarterbacks. Um, I, I wouldn't say Baker's a serviceable, but he might be with his injury currently. Um, Cleveland didn't look bad. I mean, yes, it was against Denver, but you're playing at home. This, these two teams hate each other. Uh, if Mason Rudolph comes anywhere <laughs> yeah. near uh, Miles Garrett, there just will start it, maybe. Yeah, just, just throw there will be helmets thrown. So over or under 15 minutes in that broadcast before that gets brought up. Oh, the, the clip will be played before kickoff. <laughs> Guaranteed. Book it. Um, I'm picking the Browns. Uh I'll go Steelers here. Um coming off a of bye week, and they um are getting healthy on defense. Uh Big Ben looked pretty good in that last couple games that he did play thanks to well, Seattle looked pretty good um I think they'll feed Najee a ton and yeah the Browns I mean even if Mayfield does play how healthy is he going to be and is he going to be able to survive a TJ Watt sack yeah uh, that answer is no <laughs> exactly. uh, Eagles and Lions in what might be the worst game of the NFL season 
until the Lions can prove that they can win a football game, I'm just going to assume that the Lions are going to lose football games. I don't care if they have a 14-point lead with 35 seconds to go. My thought process is going to be that somehow the opposing team is going to get the ball back, score three touchdowns in 35 seconds, and beat the Lions. Give me the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Give me the Lions. They're getting the first win of the season. Listen, a week ago you said that they should move the franchise to St. Louis. But they're getting a win. Sorry, Jason Hogue. I understand (laughs) that you're an Eagles fan, but this is the Lions' last chance to win a football game. Give me the Lions. That was my upset of the week. Uh, I will fly with the Eagles. Uh, the <laughs> Lions stink, and until that is, until you know, until they can prove themselves that they're actually going to win a game, I can't take them. Um, but they are trying crazy things to get a win, so you never know. But uh, I'll take the Eagles. Titans and Colts, in what is probably the most surprising line of the week, you have the Titans coming off back-to-back wins over the Bills and the Chiefs uh, as one-point underdogs. To the Colts, I this this line floors me. I, a Colts team who just has nothing that really resembles a full functioning offense, save my, maybe last week against the Niners in a hurricane when all you could do was run the ball. So Jonathan Taylor had a big game. Fine, uh, you you're going up against what might be the best team in the AFC right now, and then one of the greatest movies ever made. Make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, this this line makes me think that this game's going to be closer than people think. But this is also one of those lines that everybody's hopping on right now. I just feel like if you're not taking Tennessee plus one right now, what are you doing? Have you been watching football? But this will be the game that the Colts win at home. Surprise, everyone. Wentz is back, but I'm taking Tennessee. But I'm just telling you what's probably going to happen. Uh, yeah, I'll take Tennessee here. Just, I mean, they had one loss in their last six. And that was to the Jets. That was kind of a flip in these, you know, destroy Kansas City, beat Buffalo. Could it be just a, you know, kind of a trap game possibly of just like looking ahead? Like, oh, we've had these two kind of letdown game. But I don't think so. Colts be Houston who are terrible and the Dolphins who are terrible and they beat San Francisco in a bad game. But yeah, I will take the Titans. Bengals and Jets are very similar to what I said about the Dolphins. The Jets are bad at football. The Bengals are good at football. Bengals. Yeah. Now the Jets without uh, Zach Wilson, that's going to hurt even though he does throw a lot of interceptions right now, struggling, but he doesn't have a lot around him. Give me the Bengals. Uh, yeah, the Bengals easily. Jets are just too banged up, and they don't have a quarterback. Maybe Joe Flacco. <laughs> no, Joe Flacco just got traded. Um, who, gosh. He, oh, to the Eagles, didn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> like that. The Texans are bad at football. The Rams are good at football. Give me the Rams. Oh, no. No, no, no. I would like to change that. The When we said Flacco, Flacco just got traded from the Eagles today to the Jets. 
So I have a feeling that Flacco is going to be the quarterback for the Jets. That's fine. But I'm the just Bengals. telling you that's that that is what happened the, today. The Jets are okay. bad at every single aspect of. Football. I just wanted to let everyone know that Flacco is probably going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets, but the Jets are still bad. That's where just, careers go to die. Yeah, and speaking of bad at football, hello Houston, you're bad Rams by a billion. There we go. Needed that in my life. Joe, oh, yeah, the Ram, the Rams, yeah, gonna, yeah, the Rams are gonna just dominate. Yeah, not even close. I, it's not even fun. Uh, Patriots no. and Chargers, uh, in a game, I want to see if Daniel or Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, can put two in a row together. He had a great game last week. Okay, he had a great game against the Jets, who we all just agreed are very bad at football. Yep. The Chargers are pretty good at football. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Mac can put two games together in a row. Uh, even if he does, don't think it matters. Uh, I think the Chargers win, and I think they cover this spread quite easily. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers as well. This is my team to win uh, their division. I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to catch up. I think it's going to come down to the Chargers and the Raiders. And right now there's a big game for the Chargers coming off a bye, but I think they're playing at home, six-point fav- yeah, six favorites. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. I think it'll be closer than I think because Patriots defense is pretty good. Um, they've been, you know, they stay in the game with Dallas. So I think they'll, hand, they'll hold it. They'll be close. But I think the Chargers at the end of the day will pull through. Jaguars and uh, Geno Smith's birds uh, up in Seattle and another game of two teams who just aren't really good right now. Uh, but I think that the 12th man gives Seattle enough of an edge here. Plus the fact that Jacksonville, they're playing on American soil and they still have not won a game on American soil. So much like the Lions, until Jacksonville proves that they can win in this hemisphere, uh, I am going to take Geno Smith's birds. Yeah, I'm also taking Seattle. I don't think Jacksonville has what it takes to play in Seattle right now. Um, I think it is going to be a close game, but I think with Metcalf and Seattle's offense, they got too many weapons. So give me Seattle. Yeah, I'll take Seattle. Not, I mean, not for. I don't know what Metcalf really does, um, but I think the run game will get him done, get it over there. But yeah, I'll take Seattle. Oh, uh, the football team and the Broncos. Uh, listen, I watched the football team's front four just absolutely decimate the Green Bay Packers offensive line. I think that the Green Bay Packers offensive line is better than the Broncos offensive line. I think that the Packers offense is better than the Broncos offense. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, um, and I think that the football t- – if you look at a low-scoring game, who do you give that edge to defensively? And I think clearly that edge goes to the football team. Uh, they're getting three on the road. Uh, again, might be a little something that uh, you take a peek see at uh, if you are so inclined, uh, but I will take the football team. Yeah, um, I'm going Denver on this one. I, I think that this is the week that Denver understands that their season's on the line. They need to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt in the AFC. Um, I think uh, Vic Fangio gets that defense ready to go. They've been really struggling on that side of the ball in the first half specifically. Um, They need a good start in order to win this football game at home. Uh, But I'm going to take Denver. I'll take Denver as well. They get Jerry Judy back this week. Um, That's a huge addition. And I know one game he did play him and Bridgewater, a good connection. So I think – they will get it done with their run game and defense and with Judy being back. Bucks and Saints. Um, 
I, in a game where I think if Tampa wins this one, uh, the NFC South is over. Um, but if New Orleans wins this one, all of a sudden you got division race again. And I mean, how weird is it that two years in a row you're coming down saying the same sort of thing that a New Orleans Saints team that probably shouldn't be competing with the Bucks, they're one game away from being right there in that conversation. Um, but I, I just think that the Bucks are at a different level right now. I mean, they demolished a putrid Bears team. Um, but I think that the Bucks, that the offensive weapons that they have, it's just unfair. Get, give me Tom Brady. He's the GOAT for a reason. And I think he goes in and takes care of business inside in NOLA. Yeah, I'm taking Tom as well. Uh, these are Tom Brady's Bucks, and I, I don't think that New Orleans has what it takes to – compete on the offensive side of the ball. I think the part of this game that will be really interesting to watch is the um, the Bucks offense versus New Orleans secondary and their defense. I think New Orleans has a good enough defense to keep it close. But again, when Tom Brady's on the other side, it's really tough to win a football game. Um, so for that reason, I'm taking the box. Uh, I'll take the Saints, actually. At home, um, they have not had many home games. It's Halloween. You're in New Orleans. Um, I feel they come ready to play. Uh, Jameis, it's a revenge game for Jameis. So you have all that going with Kamara. I think that the uh, the Saints pulled the upset. Well, and then also news this uh, just came out today. Mark Ingram traded back right to the Saints. So, I mean, I think, oh, yeah, no, you know, that, that that's an interesting – um, vibe that they could have there. Uh, Dallas at Minnesota. Hey, Christian, do you know anyone who cares about the Vikings? No, I do not. Because no one cares about the Vikings. Their stupid purple pants, their skull chants, they're going to get absolutely railroaded. They're, I mean, whacked by Dak. Just write the headlines already. Zeke the Freak, whacked by Dak, line it up. The Vikings are terrible. Kirk Cousins is a trash can waiting to be lit on fire that's going to be lit on fire by the Dallas Cowboys defense. No one likes the Vikings. Everyone hates the Vikings. They're the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL. Go, boys. Wow. Um, I think that was the best no one cares about Minnesota chant uh, rant that we've had on this podcast. Um, <laughs> give me the boys. Um, give me Dallas. I really think uh, it's too much for Minnesota to handle. I think it's going to be a really good game being in Minnesota, but I think Dallas just has too much to play for, too much to lose in this game. Uh, Minnesota's just struggling on the defensive side of the ball. Um, give me Dallas. Um, give me Minnesota in this one. I think as a Packer fan, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> are you kidding? Do you want me to get these picks right or wrong? Are you kidding? Well, you're gonna get it wrong because nobody cares about the Vikings. Like the Vikings fans don't even no. care about the Vikings. Like you pick our rival. Like you can't. Like picking the Vikings. The Bears. A, picking the Vikings is a bigger sin than picking the Bears. Like picking the Bears is like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna give my little brother a little, hey, yeah, hey, champ, I believe in you. Like it's fine. Like little brother can get that. Like the Vikings have legit been a problem. Like, no one cares about the Vikings. Come on, man. The Cowboys. Okay, they. I feel they are frauds. Oh, hot take. Hot Coming frauds. in here, guest picking and hot taking. Yeah. I like. Yeah. It. Okay, they 
they lost to the Bucs. That was on week one where it's always the Super Bowl that when they had that first game at home, it was a tough one where it's like, oh, you know, you get your rings, you're kind of not ready for it. They beat the Chargers on a last-second field goal. Then they smash the Eagles, who stink, the Panthers, who stink, the Giants, who stink, and the Patriots, they go to overtime in, who we don't think is that amazing. And now they're going to go into Minnesota and beat them? I don't think so. I think Dalvin Cook has a good game. And they've been they've been rolling with feelings, so I will take the Vikings there. Wow, Giants in Kansas City. Uh, the Giants are bad at football. Kansas City's not great. If I don't want to say Kansas City's bad at football yet, um, but I think Kansas City is too much. Uh, the Giants are very very bad. Given the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, this is the bounce back game for Kansas City. They realize their season's on the line here. Um, a loss here will be devastating. Uh, it could actually end their chances of not only competing for the division, but keep competing for the wild card in the FC. Um, so give me the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs might put up 60. Like they're they're going to be so mad. And it's, it's one of those things where if you remember when Brady got hurt and it was like, oh, Brady's done, that's KC. And now I just feel it's going to be one of those games where it's going to come back and there's going to unleash on them so yeah Chiefs will be just fine they will own all right our locks of the week can I go last yeah that's fine all right Christian go ahead who is your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week this week is Tennessee plus one uh I love this pick um I would get this before the line changes um you know all of our listeners that listen to the show are going to go right on to FanDuel DraftKings Barstool whatever it is that you like to bet on and they're going to put and pile the money on those Titans. And then next thing you know, Titans are going to be minus two and a half. And you're going to say, man, I wish I would have listened to Lemke when I, when he told me to take Tennessee plus one. Um, But that's my lock of the week. The Titans are going to be too much for the Colts. John, who's your lock of the week? I will lock in the Steelers plus three and a half is what I'm seeing. Um, I think they come off. Um, I don't believe the thing, the Browns are fully healthy. I think that the Steelers will be have Najee going and Big Ben. The defense is getting healthy, like I said earlier. So um, I look for the Steelers to win by, I will say, seven. Well, that's a good one. I like that one, too even though I picked Cleveland, but <laughs> you're so weird. I just am saying um, I, it's a good, it's a, it's, why, why are we friends? I don't know. Um, lack of the week going against the most defunct offense in all of football, lock in the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I would take them as 10-point favorites. Oh, get out of here. Uh, Get out of here. Justin Fields might throw another seven or eight picks. Um, I I mean, your coach has COVID, which honestly probably works in your favor. That's what I said. Uh, But I still – I don't – I mean, I think the Bears are a dumpster fire waiting to unload. I think this week could be another unloading of the dumpster fire. Uh, give me the 49ers at minus four over the Bears. Wow. And here's the th- I Hey, John said it. The Bears beat the two best teams in the AFC right now. Isn't that crazy? Okay, but it's the same thing that Nagy always does. Like, he has a gimmick at the beginning, and then once teams figure it out, he can't do anything. There's a reason that they score less than 20 points in 50% of the games that he's coached. It's now well over 50%. The Bears' offense is absolute trash going against, 
you know, Bosa in that front for San Francisco. They're going to have a field day. They're going to eat on Justin Fields. And uh, <laughs> Khalil Herbert's not going to be able to save him this week. Let's eat. Go Niners. All right. Ready for our new segment? Our new set. I'm so excited for this segment. So if you – listeners remember, we kind of brought this up last week. Um, and it – so essentially, I, who – it was – was it – it was – who, who was it last week? I can't remember. But essentially what we do is we take a look at what it what we feel like is the worst game on the NFL schedule for this week, and we give it the label of ship, ship it, it to, to London. London. So essentially because, like, the NFL games that are played in London are always those games that nobody really wants to watch here in the States. So they're like, here, hey, people who don't know anything about the NFL, we're going to dump this one on you. Uh, for me this week uh, – it would be quite literally half a world away. Uh, Jacksonville and Seattle, just two teams that, man, I just, you want to talk about the toilet bowl, the irrelevant bowl, just I had two teams that just by the end of the season, no one's really going to even care if they played a football game this year at all. Uh, Jacksonville, Seattle, shipping you to London. All right. Um, I'm going uh Packers, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) The game that I'm shipping to London this week is the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's just two football teams that are just really struggling to find themselves. Obviously, Detroit is really struggling. um, But, yeah, this is a game that I think the people in London would get really excited for uh, because, again, their football is played with a circular ball that they kick into a goal and anything and is more for the equalizer and the equalizer and anything is more exciting than that. So they would love to see the lions and the Philadelphia Eagles play. That's my game that I am shipping to London. Um, let's see. You guys took two. two I'm going to take, um, I will go just to be controversial, the 49ers and bears. <laughs> let's go. Because the Bears are going to leave Soldier Field, it sounds like. They, they, does Chicago, they're going to go to Arlington Heights. Are they going to be Arlington Heights Bears now, Christian? What are they going to be? Yeah, uh, they'll still be the Chicago Bears, just like – In Arlington, know, yeah. It's, so, it's, yeah. It's close enough that it's kind of like the Giants and the Jets playing, not in New York, but I just – I think that that's – it's fair for you to say that, though. I, Josh I has already it. brought that up, and I get it. I yeah. I see an over under 39 and a half for this game. So there's going to be no scoring. There's going to be crappy defense. There's going to be here is Justin Fields throughout sack, all incompletion, all pervert into the line. And then you got Garopp over there throwing his little passes to Debo and, you know, and a screen pass all the time. Boring game. No one cares. Ship it to London. <laughs> well, John, we appreciate you hopping on here with yeah. us. Uh, we, we will see how this all pans out this week. A big week of football. Uh, we hope you all enjoy it. For all of us here at LR Weekly, enjoy the football. Bye.